The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He takes away every branch in me that does not bear fruit, and every one that does, he prunes so that it bears more fruit. You are already pruned because of the word that I spoke to you. Remain in me as I remain in you. Just as a branch cannot bear fruit on its own unless it remains on the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit, because without me you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me will be thrown out like a branch and wither. People will gather them and throw them into a fire, and they will be burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask for whatever you want, and it will be done for you. By this is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. The Gospel of the Lord. Last week, I was reading a reflection by a Trappist monk. Not a Carthusian this time, a Trappist. And he remarked on something I thought was quite beautiful. Very simple, not extraordinary, but I thought he put it very well. He said... Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, comes down from heaven into our messy, sinful world. And the Gospel tells us that now God is with us. His presence among us puts this hopeless globe in the path of salvation. We had all but given up. And then God himself arrived with the grace and gift of holy hope. Hope. Something I think our world has lost. Real hope. But our Lord came to bring it. You know, in the last several months, beginning back in Lent, our Lord referred to himself as a grain of wheat. And last week as the good shepherd. This week as a vine. Beautiful agrarian analogies, don't you think, that a people of the earth would have understood. You and I aren't quite so in touch, are we? When was the last time that you saw a grain of wheat. And how often do we ever see a vine? In any event, our Lord refers to himself in this way. But remember, the grain of wheat would fall to the earth and die. The good shepherd would lay down his life for the sheep. 
No one takes it from him. He does it willingly, as he tells us. Because he chooses to. And the vine? The vine is pruned. Pruning can be a painful thing. He says, he takes away every branch in me that does not bear fruit. Every one that does, he prunes so that it bears more fruit. Pruning can be a painful thing. He's talking about us, too. We don't like that idea so much, do we? The idea of God pruning us, tearing off those dead, ugly, uh, fetid parts of us. We will tell God just how much we're willing to let him take. We don't want him pruning us too much. Yet our Lord tells us, unless God prunes us, we can't become what he wishes us to become. I can't remember the exact quote from Cardinal Newman, something to the effect of, to be human means to have changed. To be a saint means to have changed often. That's what makes the saints. The saints were saying to God, in effect, do what, what, what Blessed Charles de Foucault say, remember? Uh, or do with me what you will. Whatever you may do, I thank you. I'm ready for all. I accept all. What they're saying is, you may prune me in any way you want to. Tear whatever you want to off of me. And that's why the saints become saints. Because when God tears something off of us, then something can grow that wasn't there before us if we are willing to let him do it, but we have to be willing to let him do it. The saints are willing to do that. You and I very often are not. But he then goes on to say, remain in me as I remain in you. What does that mean? Remain in me as I remain in you. Just as a branch cannot bear fruit on its own unless it remains on the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. Remain in him. How are we to remain in him? But then he tells us how. I am the vine, you are the branches. This is one of the most beautiful descriptions of the church in scripture. Describing the church. The church is the vine. He is the vine, we are the branches. We are part of him, part of his body. This is the mystical body. We have to remain in him by remaining in his body. By remaining in his church, in his body. So you can't remain, neither can you remain unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Again, such a beautiful thought. But he goes on beyond that, too, describing the church. The church, yes, the church is all holy. Once again, as I said last week, because she is his body, she is sinful in her members, in you and in me. Uh, but she remains the body of Christ in all of its beauty. Whoever remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit, but only if we allow ourselves to be pruned, the condition for that. Because without me, you can do nothing. An important statement. Without me, you can do nothing. We have trouble accepting that, don't we? We would like to think we're capable of a great many things without him, but we can't do anything without him. I was thinking, too, when I read this particular statement of uh, another set of verses from the Hound of Heaven. I mentioned some last week. Um, when Francis Thompson describes himself in this way as, as the, the hound is going to catch up with him, the Lord, the Good Shepherd. And what does he say? He says... To us, how hast thou merited of all man's clotted clay the dingiest clot? Alas, thou knowest not how little worthy of any love thou art. Who will thou find to love ignoble thee, save me, save only me? All that I took from thee I did but take, not for thy harms, but just that thou might seek it in my arms. All that thy child's mistake fancies is lost, 
I have stored for thee at home. Rise, clasp my hand, and come. Once he was willing to allow himself to be transformed. But that's something we have to consider in our own lives. God's doing that to us. Once we are willing to accept that, to clasp his hand and come, then things begin to happen. But there's something more going on here, too. These analogies are there for a reason, and they're more than just stories. The grain of wheat. A grain of wheat. And then the good shepherd, and then the vine. It's obvious, isn't it? The grain of wheat and the vine are Eucharistic symbols. The Eucharist is where we find the perfection of the church. When he says remain in me, he means remain in my body, the church, but remain also in me literally, in my body and blood. That's how we can bear much fruit. Without the Eucharist, we really can't, as I've said before, bear the fruit he wants us to bear. When we come here, in some ways, we allow ourselves to be pruned. In fact, we admitted it when we said the confidior at the beginning of Mass, in order to come and receive him. Then something can be done. Then something can be transformed. Uh, In fact, as he said, because without me you can do nothing. Inside his body and with this, then we can become something. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you rejoicing in the resurrection of your Son and trusting in your mercy for the Church throughout the world. Her members will always remain close to her, firmly attached to the vine, we pray to the Lord. For all nations of the world, especially our own, they may come to know Jesus Christ and his Church. We pray to the Lord. For all those who are sick and suffering, particularly in their sufferings, they may know that they are united to him as part of the vine, one of his branches in their suffering. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have left the church, we pray to the Lord. For greater respect for human life, especially in the womb, we pray to the Lord. For an increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life, those young men and women who will proclaim the kingdom of God, proclaim the church to others, for a greater reverence for the witness of marriage in the single life, we pray to the Lord. Lord for our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, that having been close to the Lord, they may then proclaim him to others. We pray to the Lord. Lord, For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster, the eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. And for all of us here, that our lives will be so transformed by the grace that we have received that we will always be fruitful members and branches of that vine. We pray to the Lord. Lord, We now once again during this Easter season proclaim the victory of our Lord Jesus Christ. (laughs) 